Welcome to Hami Media Group, or as the cool kids say, HMG. We're here to provide you with the very best entertainment alternative media has to offer. Thank you to all our supporters who have made us what we are today. Follow us on social media, video, and podcast platforms at Hameen Media Group. Become a subscriber to Hameen Media Group at Patreon.com for great free daily content as well as off-the-top-rope extras. Subscribe to our affiliate Patreon channels with a plethora of fun content on various tiers that will bring tears of joy to your eyes. Vince Russo's The Brand. The Rip Rogers FR Podcast, Stevie Ray TV, Goldilocks, The A Show with Aaron Stevens and April Hunter, The Two Man Power Trip, Velvet Sky and Angelina Love, The Beautiful People, and now, The Larry Hankin Stories. Support your favorite HMG and independent pro wrestling talent at ProWrestlingTees.com. Enjoy the ultimate meal with Zordo's Ultra Premium Extra Virgin Olive Oil. Head over to ZordosOliveOil.com. Start your day with the best cup of joe, bro. Try a fantastic selection of flavorful coffee blends at TheBroasters.com. StevieRichardsFitness.com. Get off that couch and make a healthy change without leaving your home. Amazing resistance band and yoga workout programs at an affordable price that will help you become a band new you. Hear from the pros who live the biz, bro, with talent that have worked for every major organization led by the man who put the attitude back in pro wrestling and in your ear holes. It's gotta be Russo'sBrand.com, bro. Again, we'd like to thank you for joining us here at HMG. And now, it's time to be entertained. سبحان فالق Yalla, yalla, infidels, saying don't worry about a thing, because every little thing's going to be all right. When you're rolling with the veterans, headed to the show for the Friday locker room, blazing into your weekend with all the wrestling headlines before we get ready for the party of the summer, SummerSlam. It's the Friday locker room, Big Stevie Pool Hacker on me, here at TheRealmNetwork.com. Yalla. Trying to get my stings right, Stevie. We've switched them up over the last year. I think I'm getting them uh, a little bit more wired, but uh, I'm wired on uh, the Vince Russo Bro Coffee from thebrosters.com right now, man. How are you this morning, bud? Good to see you. Well, with the way the world's going, I'm thinking about starting to blaze myself. I don't know. You talk, talked about that stuff up in uh, Salem, Massachusetts. <laughs> yeah, Blazini. Uh, yeah, dude, uh, I... I think you would actually uh, be an interesting video to watch you smoke uh, pot and feel the effects of uh, uh, rejuvenating effects body wise. Uh, I mean, you already do a little CBD treatments and you've been working with companies that way, but uh, you know, uh, I, I never want to tell anybody what to do. That's a mind altering substance, but uh, 
I wish more people were that maybe everyone wouldn't be so fucking such a lunatic all the time about every little thing, you know? Well, how do you, how do you smoke pot when you have a mask on all the time? Just, <laughs> just asking for a friend. I'm just uh, going to start giving mandates that help my affiliate model now. Home gym mandate coming soon. Uh, here comes the picture of uh, the gas mask with the two foot bong in the end too. Like that's Oh, speaking <laughs> of which, BattleBox, this month's BattleBox, if you follow me on Instagram, at Stevie Richards, uh, Mission 78 actually has a full, like, legit gas mask. Really? You can, yeah, seriously, 100%. And I will wear this in Walmart. <laughs> just walk around. Yeah, I saw the Instagram pictures. Nice. Look at the big battle box they sent you. The goddamn big battle box this time. It's been, it's actually, it's funny because we've talked about like, you know, creating multiple streams of income or multiple models or whatever. And I've been so blessed to be able to, to after years and years and years, both of us and still struggling, but at the same time, having forward motion with things that don't put us in and what we're going to talk about, I'm sure any kind of employer like totalitarian stuff over over us or anything where we are right. lucky to be working with Vince and everybody but um just a natural progression to say like the resistance bands then to the home gym which both of those are still going to obviously exist but now wanting to do more outdoor activity and camping out and even those are going to include the outdoor workouts and then there's products you can take out there for workouts and then having companies be excited that, Hey, Oh, wow. You're, you're getting started at such a late time and you're going to show people how the learning experience of trying I, I actually thought of a name for the channel. It's either the stupid one, which is funny, but people will get it. It's called wrestling with nature. And it's going to have a, a bear with a mountain behind it with a bear with a belt around its waist. That's the logo <laughs> I have in my mind. Like that. The, the second one is the, either the not so great outdoors or the amateur outdoorsman. Because, uh, it, you know, it tells you kind of what you need to know with it. But I get to learn. I'm going to try to create a model off of that and help inform people. Mm -hmm. And companies have been very responsive with that kind of stuff. I think it's uh, they figure everybody's got to be bushcraft expert or somebody like you. But seeing somebody soft looking like me trying it might be, uh, uh, might be another. And the, the last thing you look at. WFT. Yeah, no, you can. And you can teach that because it was taught to me. Uh, it just takes a little bit by little bit in the application and the woods and outdoors is really nothing but fear of the unknown. I mean, it's, it's intimidating. It lets you know how small you are, <laughs> but because of your advanced, uh, brain and skills, all you need to do is practice techniques, whether it's tracking animals, knowing which direction you're going, how to read the woods or, uh, starting a fire from wet wood like all these are little small skills survival skills that are primitive and will save your and now you can't carry a lighter in your pocket no one's saying you got to get down and into <laughs> a, a whittle stick fire or anything like that but uh you know it's good to know that too and, and practice it and make a good video there's no doubt about that that's, that's the, the interesting part there's going to be such a series of my first like starting my first fire and trying and showing the you know maybe it's difficult and it's a, it's a little frustrating, but not getting frustrated and being trying to stay calm with that. Because yeah. obviously if you're outdoors and you're trying to survive, the last thing you'd want to do is raise your heart rate, burn extra calories, do all that kind of stuff. It's a, it's a challenge, but yeah, the, the dilemma I have just like with the tech stuff, which I kind of put on the, the, I think this is much more important for my personal growth and for mm -hmm. what we're doing right now. Um, 
I'm going to take a poll with people on social media and probably definitely the YouTube channel, whether they want this to be a completely separate thing or just a playlist within, because I think it is a health and wellness type thing. And it's a, a thing for that goes in line with the brand. Uh, so that's the only thing I, I, I'm always trying to figure out if I should start something fresh or if it should go with the SEO, because it's It's a great deal of leverage to tell a company, Hey, I got almost 77,000 subscribers. And this is what my channel is like to say, Oh no, we're going to launch it soon. Can you send me your thousand dollar solar power? Right, generator? Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it hurts the SRF uh, channel uh, at all. I think it shows you as uh, an expand ever expanding Renaissance man. And most people who are dedicating to their body uh, are looking for a mind body spirit solution. And there's one feeds the other. And especially if you're in good, you can't be a slob and be out in the woods. <laughs> you can be, but like, it's going to be that much harder for you to operate and, and be able to survive. And, you know, uh, I think all that's tied together. I don't think you need to split it off. And eventually if it was, you can make that choice later and always turn the videos over to something else. But, uh, nah, man, I keep it all together, dude. It's all you. It's the digital version of your daily journey. Pretty much. You know what I mean? Good idea. And I will go through with this. Uh, yeah. I'm going to have to because stuff is on its way. So Battle box keeps coming. Yeah, yeah. Well, cool. Shout out to all uh, Stevie Richards sponsors. Go over to YouTube and subscribe to uh, Stevie Richards channel, whatever, whatever you want for uh, fitness equipment reviews, tech reviews, mic reviews, uh, you know, and, and coming soon. Well, uh, speaking oh. of which. Yeah. Finally found the one, I think. Congratulations. Nice, uh, <laughs> nice comments coming in saying, Hey, I've been listening to Friday, uh, locker room and horsemen since its inception. And this mic that Stevie has sounds the best and I can't disagree. So big shout out to road and, uh, all the guys over there sending us roadcasters and, uh, Stevie's got the mic that is, uh, you know, the best one so far. I can't disagree, man. It sounds awesome. Thank God. Finally. <laughs> time. Good day already. We've already won out of the gate, right? Whatever happens, happens after that. Well, we got headlines uh, coming up soon. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I think I have uh, a call from my oven guy coming in. Uh, so I'm just going to fave this real quick. And Stevie, I'll be right back. Sure. So we've had an interesting week of uh, reversals and everything. Ben will come back uh, as we talk about this. Obviously, now the... And we always talk about this kind of stuff, obviously, like <laughs> before we get to the wrestling stuff, because we try to avoid wrestling headlines when this kind of stuff is within the world. Uh, they've reversed, uh, you know, say vaccination status, according to mask. I think we just discussed it last week on the uh, first episode of the locker room here on the realm network, but uh, doubling down in a way uh, I've spoken to a few medical people actually to work in hospitals that the mandates are coming and they've been threatened uh, with termination and uh, actually disqualification from unemployment benefits. If they refuse the procedure, if they refuse the jab, if they refuse any form of vaccination, they will be terminated. And they've been told also that they would be blacklisted uh, from other medical uh, category jobs in the medical field. So there's also schools uh, they want to experiment on 
kids that are 12 and under now, there's an experimental vaccine that they want to put on kids under 12. And they also, I'm going to repeat what I just said, Ben, if uh, you hear me. Yeah. Uh, talking about the rever the many reversals and also the, um, well, you'd have to call it the medical mafia or the medical tyranny coming. Uh, yeah. that, that companies, especially hospitals and medical uh, field jobs are now mandating giving deadlines on the vaccine uh, yesterday, you know, last year's heroes, today's zeros, <laughs> you know, the, the nurses and the, the people they gave parades for are now the villains. Um, just like the dark night when Harvey Dent said, you either die a hero or you live long enough to become yeah. a villain. We're going to, we're going to get there soon too. Uh, but just to, you know, I spoke to a few people yesterday. I know either have family members or are those people working in local hospitals and it's incredible when you say to them something that the mainstream media and the government is saying is such a simple decision, the look on their faces or the sound of their voice, or even the pause in their answer. When I say, well, what are you going to do? And they're like, I really don't know. When a medical professional is willing to throw away years, if not over a decade worth of education, internship, fellowship, all these different things starving for over a decade before they got to the job to pay back their student loans, which they still might be paying back to, to pause on that and say, I don't know. That should make us all kind of think twice. Like these are now yesterday's science is today's anti-vaxxer. It, it's yeah. just that a 1984 double speak, double think and, well, they changed the marketing, but the people who know haven't changed their mind. They haven't flipped. That's what the tell is, not the back and forth ping pong of good versus bad. And we're going to use whatever we can fear tactics to convert people to getting these. And what did I see yesterday? Uh, 42% for the Johnson and Johnson shot that after uh, it, they're going to need a third round. If you have had that one or what have you, it was just like, I thought these were 95% would help against, but now we're at 42, 30% efficacy and the, the professionals, how about just ruining brands? I think that's a, a big part of this conversation too, of people who brands that were kind of untouchable in the American hierarchy society, I guess the world police, right? Like, you know, even though we had fucked the police since nineties and Rodney King and that shit, Really, after uh, 9-11, infinite budget to become militarized, right? And and have all this power. And now they're leaving in droves. Uh, you know, a female officer was killed in Chicago this weekend. And the mayor's office turned their back kind of on the police department and supporting them because they want to stick with the BLM fucking money and all that shit that they're getting. And now the police are just like, we're done, dude. Well, I, I quit. Fuck. My, I don't care. 16 years in fuck a pension, not dying in these streets for you lying cocksuckers. How about the nurses, right? Do we see a million nurse March that's telling everybody to get vaxxed because we would listen to our moms, sisters, cousins, and whatnot who work in the field every day. Are they crying for that? No, they're going possibly the other way while having to tow a line that they're under. They can't come out and speak because they'll be struck down like whack-a-mole. And then doctors, <laughs> dude, you've spent money to become the elite of the American fucking dream, right? And drive Porsches and go to whatever country clubs you want. And now what credibility do you have left? Because very few have stood up and stood out and, and said, 
the real medical behind it. Meanwhile, we have every asshole. You know more than doctors. Okay. All right. I know that I know that I'm not going to sell out to Merck Pfizer and well, maybe not yet. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, oh, no, uh, autofocus pulse. That's a, that's a new thing. I'm two for two now. <laughs> Cameras work. Well, let me ask you this question and we'll move on to Cause I got a few points because I was given these facts as well by people that are working in the hospitals and say, you know, we're talking to people. It's not like we're not out there saying right. maybe we're missing something. Maybe, you know, if it really does lower the chances of dying or going into the hospital and those risks far are not that those benefits far outweigh the risk of what I'm about to tell you after I ask you this question, then it's fine. We, mm -hmm. we as wrestlers go into the ring with an incredible risk reward uh, against us on an indie show, especially they're not, they're not, they're not running this thing according to OSHA and they're not washing the mats off. You can get a staph infection and die. And uh, the, the people you're around are, are not the safest people you want to trust your body with. Mm -hmm. This and we're taking even taking regular bumps is just basically killing your spine and maybe destroying your brain. So how do you we understand we understand taking risks according how to like how do you like it when people in the locker room that we share the locker room with are now just get the fucking vax already. I'm so sick of this shit. <laughs> like those messages on Twitter and well, things. Just like take that. your your shitty ROH payoff. <laughs> and shut up and don't complain about uh, Jay Lethal and Delirious and all these other people. How's that? Oh, I like it. <laughs> I'm not saying you don't, but yeah. you just can't. You can't give these super insensitive blanket statements. Just like what I just said. Maybe we're, we've talked to people to see if we're missing something. Yeah. On this. And as time goes on, we're not given any kind of facts. We're not given facts that say, yes, I've got. 15 people or 20 people that came in this week, they were vaccinated. And then we had another 20 of equal age, uh, health status or whatever they weren't. And I'm telling you right now, it's, it's a big difference. It really is a big difference. It might not be a vaccine, but it's definitely on a treatment level of ivermectin of hydrochloroquine or anything, uh, vitamin D and zinc. It just is a super speedy version. It gets into your system quick. You tell me that now I'm like, Oh, but when I'm asking a question like that, and by the way, it's everybody outside of a medical professional that obviously is going to be off the record because they don't want to get, because they're scared. And if they're scared, that means there's undue pressure and, and things being threatened on them. But if I ask a person who's a dumb fucking wrestler like me and you, and they say, just get it. Okay. Well, I could have said, when the, I was in the locker room and WWE and other places and there were, I was like, I don't understand why they're not using me. And someone said, just fucking get on the gas. What do you do? What do you just fucking do growth? Yeah. Just why, why won't you do Coke with these people in the hotel room? It's as simple. And I'm telling you, that's exactly the same tone. Just do, fucking I, do I like, it. I like to do as I say, not as I do. Like they're so diehard for everybody else. But, uh, if she wants to be on a show, she'll just go do the show. And so how sticking to your guns are you that you demand everybody be vaxxed because now where you make your money, there are people who aren't and will never be uh, until they tranquilize or dart us like fucking rhinos. Uh, 
like, so your word really doesn't mean much to me. <laughs> like, cause if you were that diehard about it, you wouldn't be taking indie wrestling bookings and fucking being out there with fans shaking hands that you have no idea, let alone the boys in the back and telling the boys in the back that just do it. You fucking asshole. Pretty much tone. Like, okay <laughs> sure we're about 15 minutes away from the dogs of war attacking uh the gas guy so uh well this my gas guy's coming unfortunately it's just for the uh the oven and stove and not the the b12 drop off but uh i might have to dip out here for two minutes just to yeah. explain something when he gets here um because he was kind enough to switch days a day before he was going to come tomorrow but uh he had time this morning so the ct the ct kicked in again i it got me because i had a question based on that talking about the wrestling because yeah i mean we we hold no the people tell us that we're intelligent or whatever we, we we do our best but when it comes down to it it's i i'll give you an example this guy the the, the babylon b has a podcast and it's it their their edited stuff is great. They have zero personality in the podcast. That's so fucking weird. They're 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 scripted, produced stuff. They have so much career, but they have Glenn on Glenn Jacobs Kane, on, and they're asking the stupidest, dumbest questions. And it's like, it's the pacing of another interview on a YouTube channel that we tell, say it's just awkward and because so, he's answering the question and they're like. Yeah, so um, I guess your mask, uh, just like your mask is like uh, uh, today's mask, right? And you're you're used to it. It's like what the fuck, dude? You got Glenn, who you can be like, hey, everybody else is going this way. Knox County's going this way. Explain why you made this decision. I was thirty minutes into an hour. I'm sure they got to it, but dude, what a waste of it. We would have done better having Glenn on this thing asking him the hard questions too like yeah. well what did you have to jump through and hoop wise oh, i remember what i was going to ask you before the... all right go ahead no go ahead go next ahead. friday glenn jacobs joining the veterans locker room <laughs> i'll ask him 100 yeah, yeah. i'll ask him welcome man uh lori lightfoot the mayor of chicago mm, et yeah beetlejuice whatever you want i, I don't want to use ad hominem attacks i want to be straight up with this because being somebody who's toyed with the idea of running for mayor and Glenn is somebody that I lean on for information from time to time on that. And that's why I haven't done it yet because <laughs> of Glenn's like, Oh, I don't know if you want to do this, <laughs> but, um, when the police force who you've turned your back on as literal as they're about to, when you do what you're about to do and you're at a press conference and you're trying to just do damage control and act like you're always on the side of the police. Oh, now, now don't kill them. They're your friends, all this bullshit. Right. Right. When you insist on going up to the seventh floor of this hospital, this looks straight out of a movie, by the way, where they, the mayor who's clueless and an asshole in your action movie, like, I want to go up and see the family. And they're like, no, you shouldn't do that. It's not a good idea. Well, I'm going to do it anyway. Like it's that, like the guy, the, the captain or the lieutenant in Die Hard, you're an asshole. You know what I mean? The mayor like, in Ghostbusters too, all that yeah. shit. <laughs> so hey, answer me this. You're from Chicago and you know this this type of, I guess, liberal or these, these SJWs, mm -hmm. what if, 
if a police chief or anybody rank and file is down there on the ground and she's like, I want to go up and, or maybe, maybe it was her assistant. I don't even think she directly probably addressed the people in the police force that way. It's like, I want to go up and uh, talk to the family. Like, yeah, no, not probably not a good idea. Like this is, you're kind of the reason why this fucking woman's dead. Right. You don't want to do it. And she does it anyway. Why? What, what is the, what is the arrogance in someone's mind that says, oh yeah, I'm just going to do it anyway. And right. then probably shocked when they all turn their back on them, literal on her, literally, she's probably, they, yeah. she's probably got them on a list now, ready to fuck them over. Yeah. Because they didn't give her the press uh, shine that she wanted to while they're in their misery for whatever reason of loss. No, it's, it does get to that point of, Oh, you are hanging out with uh, the White Sox and Oprah and fucking you can go anywhere you want. And you've got the LGBTQ mafia behind you. And you're also on the payroll of the old Irish and Italian mob to who are really running things kickback wise that Chicago is the most corrupt politician city there is. There's aldermen that are getting kickbacks on kickbacks. There's guys who went from that position to another one. I remember when I was there, one of the dailies uh i can't remember which one in, in line he was got caught after like four hundred thousand dollars he took on the sly went out and uh, i gotta respect this put himself in front of the train let the train run him over or or somebody threw him out there because he didn't do what they wanted to for his four hundred thousand. Usually happens in Arkansas, not Chicago. <laughs> I don't know, Mob City. There's plenty of bodies all. Well, over. I was gonna say they got JFK elected too, right? Yeah. So like this shit's been going on the Dealey Plaza since eighteen hundred eighty, probably due to of these families that have been sold out to the mobs there, and and just the corruption is at an incredible level. But then there's these surface level rulers that uh, are because they're chosen she's not the best one for the job she like she was put there as affirmative action hire obama if he obama was from the south side in a community organizer and really cares then why are there more shootings there than any other place why isn't he holding a million man march there every weekend to make sure his neighborhood that represents the greatness that was his presidency or what have you like it's all he's fighting that he's fighting the high crime rate in martha's vineyard yeah yeah <laughs> going against the mass mandates right so um, it's all for theater, but when people do get to that level, they're a little celebrity. That's why they'll be like, we may have to shut down again and go to masks and we may be on lockdown, but first five days of Lollapalooza <laughs> and she gets on stage uh, with no mask on so she can look cool. And like in their mind, they're that untouchable bro. And, or they know that this is all bullshit at the end of the day and they're going to get their check no matter what they know that they're the puppet and doing what it takes. Remember when they came out dressed, the Chicago mayor comes out dressed as a stupid superhero, like from party city. Remember that when during the early vax days, it was like a Nikki. That's where Nikki cross got the inspiration <laughs> for it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, do you think they're just, they're useful idiots. They're patsies, no different yeah. than Oswald, right? Uh, you know, I think Oswald's more useful. At least he had some shooting skills. Hmm. Well, that I, I just that that leads to question like all the stuff that we're talking about. Like you said, it, they must know it's bullshit, or maybe they know their time hopefully is coming up, and they're just trying to get everything because they've never been so blatant before. Yeah. Um, the other fact too, in the in the comedy side of that, the towing the line uh, of oh, by I'm, the way, comedy comedy is an excuse for racism. Now I saw a video about that. Okay, well, good. 
Great, great uh, YouTube channel, by the way. Young Rip at 59, Eric B. July. Uh, great. Uh, he covers comic books, comedy, music, and, of course, everything we're talking about here. Go watch my former friends and, and cohorts. They're not still my not former friends, but, you know, people I worked with every day like I do in wrestling now. Uh, toe the line because they know if they go against that at all, it's more about them getting a job at Comedy Central from other friends who are going to do the nepotism thing for them and help them get over. And if they were to step out of line or go the other way, they know like you're they're instantly going to ha turn on them. And any logical argument they're not going to hear, it's just got. I sent you some of the screenshots of the lady who owns one of the biggest theaters out there who was also canceled because of well covid stuff but blm and we built this theater and an equal opportunity like they just kowtow to whatever social you know minority pushes marketing wise no matter how ridiculous they toe the line i mean really if you're looking at chicago improv it's 60 midwestern white people <laughs> that are there and then they mix in with uh you know the melting pot of everybody else to show that Hey, we can get along with everybody. And that's awesome. But now those same people are like, I want to teach an improv course, 20, 30 year veterans. I want to teach an improv course, but I'm worried about being a white cis male and what my influence will be on, uh, you know, minorities who would be afraid to take a course from me. I'm like, dude, you're going to fucking take food off your table hurt the art because you're great at it, but you're worried about it and you're going to give up a spot and push somebody else to get a comedy central spot because they're a minority Indian woman who's, uh, identifies as whatever, you know, like they're willing to open the door and push those people through after 30 years of making no money of being on stage because of their own guilt in their own fucking head has driven them to this. And even when they're trying to promote something that they want to do to make money off of their art, they then undercut themselves with some self-deprecation and going, I'm sorry, I'm a white male. Like, I'm just like, wow, dude. that's the level of mind fuck that they're at, bro. Pre-apologizing and taking themselves out of their own game in the advertisement to put over <laughs> the opposite of what they are in their minds. And there is no opposite. You're just a human a small fucking little mammal on a rock in space that could be eliminated at any time, but your self-importance has <laughs> driven you to an insane fucking rate of like reasoning or non-reasoning. All American express just told their employees, basically uh, you really need to be sorry for being white and we're going to fix things yeah, and no more microaggressions, which is that term right there. <laughs> if I'd even just step towards you at some microaggression, uh, another fun fact is uh, that one person I was talking to yesterday told me, hey, great news. Um, uh, my daughter came home from school. She's a high school senior and told me I'm a racist because I voted for Trump. That's the school. That's that's the school. Come right home from school and, and tell him that. Outside, there's the other thing. It might not be like that. But Trump's not. I tried to, very interesting. And I, I just while I'm thinking about it, yeah. uh, man the shit we're fine you talk about the mafia you're talking about russian mafia you're talking about all this shit and that great great podcast we put put in the show notes with amy amy what what the fuck or remember the black pill podcast that oh, yeah, yeah, was yeah. shared with us mm -hmm. and it's amazing like the facts that this woman lays out about the trump family so nobody's dude it's just it's what you've said all along just 
Rothschild, central banks, whatever bloodlines, whatever incestuous existence Very of the small. overlords. It's that pyramid. What's in the nine or something? What would you call it? That uh, one? 13. There's uh, the 13. But there's a nine too, right? There's something yeah. above that. Mm -hmm. so yeah. There you go. The rulers of those. Is this, is this, uh, that, is that a anybody? <laughs> oh man uh, right, yeah. i'm sorry i cut you off i was just thinking about that because dude, i'm not, not we're, we're, we're they're all the same dude they're i'm all a, the fucking same a teacher and i've obviously taught college courses and somebody was even asked me last night is like well, was it hard for you to be the anti-professor uh it, i imagine you were kind of like a loner i was like yeah dude that's probably why my contract didn't renew because i don't care about tenure i care i cared about making free thinkers i was getting these kids from high school and then my fundamentals of media class would be some technical but the rest was how to study media and, and conspiracy theory and point things out that they never were conditioned to or even knew and to see their eyes get big and like some would recoil because they're not ready for it yet but other ones their minds were just absorbing huge amounts of information against conditioning of what they'd been against and dude that doesn't make you the hero when everybody else just wants to go along to get along for the state money and shit. I'm like, I'm here to make artists and to make quality human beings and the most cutthroat marketing people <laughs> that, that I can fucking make. Uh, and that's why my students today still regard me as, and you know, Horowitz as the best teacher they've ever had, man, because I'm not there to be a part of the system for 30 years and hide from the world i'm an artist creating and you're lucky to tap into my production skills and my knowledge and we were crossing at this time and hopefully i can inspire you and pass on as a mentor what was done for me from so many other people that's all i'm really trying to do you know it's not i have to keep my job and be safe here for 30 years so i can get retirement fuck that man like i, I there's nobody was gonna make my curriculum everything was uh a part of me being uh, given to those kids pretty much uh, to, or, and really it was returning students who were adults that flourished the most, you know, mm -hmm. like that really knew what the value of that was. So the, no my respect, but, but saying you're the one of the best teachers today is not saying much, <laughs> <laughs> but you're, well, you're a great teacher. Uh, but no, it, it was that my point was the, that cult of teachers is even as my mom is an elementary school teacher her whole life, like, you know, she's traveled the world, seen a lot and done a lot, but I've also seen her little bagel click say the dumbest, stupidest shit. And then they go and teach your kids <laughs> like just clueless, uh, Karen level comments. And then they want to act like they're fucking up here when they really don't even know what's going on because they've been trapped in their own little education bubble commanding eight-year-olds to do whatever they want to do. So they think everybody's eight years old and that everybody's going to listen to them and put over what they say, no matter how asinine, because usually it comes from Good Morning America or CNN or some shit. So those kids saying that to their parents, to me, that's a teacher or a group of teachers of that school trapped in their own little bubble. They only care about homecoming queen and all this other shit. That's what's important to them but they send the kids home full of poison and vitriol. And then a kid's going to only has a couple places to lash out and test their boundaries. And their parents are going to be one of them. Now you've separated the household. Now you fucking split the family or, or what have you. You know what I mean? You just describe Marxism and communism, by the way, yeah. Yeah. the children are owned by the government now. Yes. So, uh, but even those who are teaching them don't <laughs> even realize like how bad it is. I'm just laughing because <laughs> 
<laughs> they, these people that are listening to this who just wanted to know like what we think of Seth Rollins douche suit <laughs> are fucking 33 minutes into like the, 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 the Joe Rogan light or something. <laughs> like, well, dude, I, I've said. I know. We, we're, we got to be what we are, man. Yeah. Yeah, this is the Friday and lock. This is why we're this not in wrestling Friday. business either. Yeah, this it's is- not the Friday headlines. The headlines are, are fucking uh extra you know to this like sure we're going to talk shit about wrestling which we will in a minute but the locker room concept is how stevie and i if we hadn't seen each other for two weeks and whatnot we're on the road on a show together you're gonna this is what we've been we'd be sitting there talking about for a half hour together so it's a voyeuristic view of how we look at the world and how workers talk to each other and break shit down and if uh you know you want um major headlines go listen to um wrestling daily and, and get it get it soft soaped or wherever you want to but uh, that's not the real talk that people are paying for here at the realm network.com homie media group we had uh triple digit subscribers i'm blown wow. away yeah I'm, I'm blown away uh i want to say thank you to the diehard humming media loyalists for the last five years who've been community building who've been with me since wrestle zone and, and starting our own thing and uh conspiracy every every day i get when we want conspiracy horsemen you know just uh feeding the the people who know the real talk when they see it and you guys i know if you're a subscriber and you're listening to this behind the paywall now that that first 33 minutes up top is what you do want and uh, i just wanted to say thank you vince was blown away by uh the loyalty of hmg members signing up for the realm brand and the hmg product and uh i'm eternally grateful and and just uh floored because you know i have to listen to my big brothers because i look up to them and i haven't made it where they have and sometimes even though i i'm an alpha and a leader i have to go stevie vince like what should i do and they're like you got to monetize your uh platform man and all that i didn't think any uh, like not that anybody wouldn't come with us i know i interact with a lot of you guys daily but uh to see the response is is very humbling after five years of uh pro bono work sounds like there's a breach in the compound there you go (laughs) but uh if you haven't signed up go to the realmnetwork.com and you don't have to subscribe to hmg i appreciate it if you can't afford it or you want to whatever patreon you might be seeing us over there but uh the um the main thing is there's a you get free shows and you can't get the rss feed unless you create an account so go to the realmnetwork.com create an account and there'll be clips of shows from hmg there'll be past shows as exclusivity wears off so you'll still get a chance to hear full shows if it, it might take a month or so um but uh you know we're gonna provide uh content like we always do but as Al Barone says, I got to eat, bro. You got to eat. So yeah. <laughs> we're trying to trying to earn a little bit while providing the most. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe this is a way to spin off the first 32, 33 minutes and in, into its own show. Maybe we do a wrestling show and maybe this other thing, I mean, on the same sure. tier. So you're getting a, a, another show, but yeah, another show. It sounds great. Doesn't it? <laughs> and also for people that were, um, uh, you know, giving feedback about the look of the realm yeah. We just wanted to get the functionality up and make sure the shows got out. The right. look and the design of it are not, this is not the final version. So no, just keep that in mind. It, it, this was strictly to just put up so you can get the shows. The look will 
obviously change. I don't most like the way it looks even going to RS. And most people aren't even going to the site. It's just to get yeah. the RSS feed for their app to get it in there, you know, and that's what we wanted to keep that process going. So you guys, that, that works now. So with the look and everything and, but you're dealing with WordPress and plugins. If you change the look of one thing, you got to be very careful. So yeah, just one. Yeah. Appreciate you guys bearing with us. And if you have any issues, just let us know. We're going to do our best to get any bugs worked out, but yeah, the, the front facelift is coming uh this soft opening now and uh, again just see those numbers on hmg and our interactors just very humbling thank you very much uh steve arino um i will give you this headline that i gotta run upstairs for two minutes so i'll be right back okay all right it is time to talk wrestling uh john cena you might have heard him stevie on if vince mcmahon lets him do what he wants uh john cena talked about his relationship with wrestling fans over the course of his career cena has always received polarizing response from fans and he believes the reaction helped mold him into the person he is now i think a lot of it comes from wwe and its audience being told you suck every time you go out five times a week like genuine visceral and the reason i know it is because i was a good guy they boo the bad guys because they know uh, but I was deemed the role of the hero to have this adversarial, visceral, genuine force of reminding you that you don't get close, too close to the sun. Don't sip the Kool-Aid. Hey, dude, you suck. I think a lot of that helped me kind of take that in, uh, take their opinion and understand why they thought I sucked to be okay with being humiliated every night. And three, looking in the mirror and being like, no, I'm okay with what I see. Yeah, I think I'm going to be all right. And I always say I owe WWE audience more than I can explain. They made me the person I am. Um, let's see. Well, Vince lets him. Uh, I, hear, I, I hear this so much in WWE. He says, Vince lets him do whatever he wants. That's why he can consistently perform at a level that's acceptable and entertaining to the audience. He gets to do it, whatever he wants. Nope. <laughs> I ask and I execute and I invest and I'm meticulous with detail and I'm consistent night in after night out. <clears throat> I'm trustworthy. I'm giving of self, but the perception everyone else has is he's just in a better situation and I'm not taking away from anybody's struggle. I've learned and appreciate everyone's struggle and everyone has a different struggle. I can understand where those feelings come from. So he's saying he doesn't have carte blanche, you know, that uh, he listens to his audience. He tries to stay in the moment. Sure. He might come back and do some shill to make 10 million on t-shirts and <laughs> get a movie over but he's still got to play within the rules. I don't know. I think that thugonomic shit was pretty much carte blanche uh, to some degree. You were around during that time. And, uh, you know, the other part of this too is, you know, he's seen it. He's done so much for so many kids and whatnot. But I, I always kind of go back to, oh, yeah, what about Alex Riley? Oh, yeah, how about the time I saw Umaga being made to drink fucking whiskey and be hazed by Cena? you know, in that video backstage. Uh, what about Ken Doan? <laughs> you know, there's there's a lot of, hey, I'm the baby face up front, but I'll stab you up in a second <laughs> backstage if I need to, man. Um, interesting. And, uh, you know, does it doesn't really matter if you have carte blanche. If you're making money for Vince McMahon, you're on top. You're going to be treated a different way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, those names were what I was thinking of too, and it's it's just difficult because you're obviously living within a political monster like WWE, and uh, there he goes. He, but hopefully, I'll have some insightful uh, perspective on this. So with Cena, obviously, 
you can say he can do whatever he wants because Cena understands the boundaries that he talked about during that interview. He understands the boundaries of his character, what, what he can do to get over five moves of doom or whatever you want to call it. And also the, um, you know, the promos and the way he is uh, a flag bearer for WWE. He's a company man. And he will, I think, if he was just going over on everybody, then he wouldn't have any kind of credibility to say, Hey, I I'm giving, but he, when it, when it counts for him and when it puts him back in a good political light in the locker room, and obviously we've all, you know, all the workers think about protecting their gimmick, keeping themselves over and then kind of figuring out when they're going to be able to put somebody else over. Uh, it could be a personal feelings. You talked about these names or Ben did, um, with Ken Dome, with Alex Riley, with Umaga, and these other people, you bring these names up, it's obviously going to be personality clashes and character clashes. And sometimes people just don't like the way someone looks or says hello. And in wrestling, it's so amplified. I was saying that Cena says he works within the boundaries, but Cena understands his character. So obviously he can do whatever he wants, but he knows what works. So Vince doesn't have to tell him, go out there, make sure you, you know, salute. And do, he doesn't micromanage and handcuff this guy because Cena's been doing the same act for 15 or 20 years. He understands. The thugonomics thing, I think they were sending him out there to fail to see if he would fuck up the raps or whatever because obviously Vince thought, probably doesn't think white guys can rap. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's just Vince. Well, then he, so, he jumped on it, and look, when Vince tried to insert himself into the world, what he did backstage with Cena and Booker T. Yeah. But, well, here's the thing, too. You, you have a 75-year-old man today, but even back then, he was an old, out-of-touch guy. So right. he probably even gets Cena's raps outside of nuts and <laughs> stuff like that. Um, and obviously, I think the Cena stuff is just, with with the personalities that he dealt with, and you mentioned Alex Riley, Ken Doan, Umaga, these are people that are from, I, I met two out of the three of them. These two people are two of the most laid back guys I've been around. Ken Doan wrote children's books. Ken Doan has, has been somebody that he got bit by the wrestling bug and gave up every bit of pride. Wrestling almost robbed the community where he was working and with children and other things in an educational, I mean, he, we need people like Ken Doan in the education uh, system in America and, and physical and, fitness system. The guy is just like you very in tune with fitness yeah. all the time, but he got bit by the wrestling bug once again and thought he could have that one more run when he had Good something, that. in my opinion, that he was doing much better, a much more fulfilling and much more longevity than wrestling. That's been proved. The longevity part's been proven. I hate um, I to jump in, but heat's on me with that, dude. I'm not being like, oh, I, I'm, bitch. I'm the reason, but like they, they were doing the Dolph Ziggler. This is your life. I hit Mondo up and went, bro, they're going to get to you guys in the next six weeks. He reaches out him and donor back on the road. They kill it. They outshine everybody on the main roster. <clears throat> they keep them up there for six weeks and then send them that cut them free. And they're back on the Indies getting a little payday, but that's going to fizzle off too. So, but I haven't heard or seen anything of these guys. They could be working every weekend, but then again, what are they doing to, what are you doing to progress or I don't even think anybody has wrestling careers anymore. Like I, I really do think there's so much more 
outside of the wrestling business that everybody could be doing. We, we we're examples of that. We're examples of how we, you might not think we're making any real money, but we are making real money for what we're doing. You know, it's, it's just what, what are you going to do? You're going to wait for a call. What Ken Doan, Mike Mondo. I got the, I got the shitty internet though. I got to upgrade. I got to make more money to get better internet. <laughs> no, no. The higher tiers are slower. That's where <laughs> spectrum works. Uh, but we can, especially like, was the, I mean, he did it with the JBL thing. They brought him back just to, you know, give him a little brother moment and do whatever. And he, with the BWO was gone two months later. They fizzled. They didn't do it the next night, but yeah. six weeks is six, six weeks. weeks. What's that? Six weeks. Six more weeks. Is six <laughs> weeks worth Ken Doan maybe still not being able to plug him back in the society because these right. jobs aren't the, the, the in a pandemic world. Walked away from a 60K job to go again, get a shot of the adrenaline bug. For like 500 a night, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, I might have to stop this because I got to go to ATM to grab him more cash so I can do it. Can I come back in like 10 minutes? I'll just splice this together. Yeah, yeah, man. All right, cool. cool. I'll be back in 10 minutes. I'll send you a new link. All right, cool, man. All right, thanks, buddy. Stevie, did you you ever see that video uh, of them backstage, you know, drinking whiskey and like Cena making, you know, it's, it's I, I might've seen it. I might've seen it. Yeah. But I, I don't really remember it. I just feel like that kind of stuff and being pressured and to do those kinds of things within wrestling, it's already hard enough. And there's already enough temptation right. without somebody forcing whiskey down. I don't think that's a good look now, you know, if no. it were to resurface, I don't know. Hey, the whole thing is that, I mean, it, it, be, get away with uh, apologizing to China. I think the whiskey hazing is gonna be <laughs> okay. Well, isn't it? Isn't it ironic in this world, in this bizarre world that we live in, or whatever multiverse we're we're crossing over into <laughs> with the D Wave computer? There's a little deep cut from Conspiracy Horseman that Cena was presented as milk toast, like white meat baby face, and got booed. But the week or two after. The Mandarin apology that Taiwan is not a country. They blow the fucking roof off the place. What is wrong with people? It's such a discount because of our complacency. And I hate to go there all the way back to 9-11 or wherever it is. You can go golf a Tonkin because of us getting caught with our pants down. Us, the collective America, the whatever it is whoever believes in John Cena, who knows that we go down the wrong road and that we bow before Chinese masters, but we do cultural appropriation for hip hop, whatever it is, we won't be called out on that stuff because we know that we are caught with our pants down. So we go the other way in order to try and counteract it in the phony thing when they know underneath all that surface is that USA is not number one anymore, <laughs> that, the, that we are. Yeah, you know, that we are. She could be a baby face today. Right. That we are hooked on constant Chinese instant big box products that they are. We are going to take their social credit system score and constant surveillance and monitoring. But if even if John Cena bends a knee and apologizes and shows that the the jacked white man now bows before Hollywood paycheck, we're going to go the other way and scream for him because we can't recognize that in ourselves as we live vicariously through them. Because when he bends the knee, that's all of us bending the knee. If one of, of our uh, heroes, current heroes, does the same thing in Top Guy, when he's supposed to be 
nobody fucks with America, and look how Jack Captain America, Captain America, is, is right. pretty much sucked the dick of China now. Right, and no, everyone who wants to live vicariously through that doesn't want to swallow that jagged little pill. So their own disconnect, their own uh, cognitive dissonance, makes them do the exact opposite of that. And you know what? It's not going the other. It's going in a bad way because uh, we ordered something. I ordered pre-workout off Amazon. And now the new Amazon. Have you ordered anything this week off Amazon? Not this week, no. When you go to order, if it's available in your area. I mean, this 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 sums up America right now. This sums up like just our like thirst for instant gratification. Mm-hmm. You know they have two day free shipping. Now it's kind of one day free shipping. Sometimes you, you, sometimes you can get it the next day for free. Or you pay a little bit more. Now they have overnight, early morning shipping where you can get it between four and eight a.m. for like six or seven. These poor fucking people working for Amazon. Well, now you got to be going and delivering packages at four a.m. It's nonstop uh, instant gratification. I, I like. How long? And if we're at that point, Stevie, when do we get instant delivery where Amazon within four hours? There's where, always a drone flying overhead with stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, like most dropped products are ready to go, like the, based on the algorithm of what are we selling the most? And then even individual things that are hard to find. We need to set up massive Amazon distribution centers within four hours of any, uh, like, drone to drone you know what i mean it, mm-hmm. there's 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 only four hours between every day like that's what they want to get to and once that and so you you never have to leave your prison home so you're constantly connected and consuming and trading your bitcoin into amazon so they make money off your investment and your you spending it and then the instant dopamine hit of i got those uh, glow in the dark uh, shoelaces for my new Air Force Ones. Well, it's too bad no one else is ever going to see them because you're not allowed to leave your house or go <laughs> go out anymore to do anything like that. That's where they are. Is that just that dopamine shot of instant gratification? I need it now. No patience for anything. It's all about me, my I, my trip, and anything that gets in the way of that. I hate. That cheer for Cena when he came out of Money in the Bank yeah. was technically the biggest, like, explanation, exclamation of cognitive dissonance. Yeah. That's the way I would describe it. Mm-hmm. Like you were just saying, he was, or maybe that's the 1984, the two minutes of hate or two minutes of the yell at somebody. They get the, they get the live vicariously through him whatever the explanation it's it's just fascinating meaning it's fucked up but it's fascinating not calling him out rain's not calling him out on that shit is a big mistake and shows that wwe is also tied into this big communist there's no doubt because they have that kid at the performance center i don't know if he's still there they they have chinese talent Oh, yeah. came in at the perform- that kid was there when I was there really? that week. That shows how quickly he's improving. <laughs> he was there five, six years ago. Yeah. But yeah, I remember they, they were going to do a show in China and he was going to win the big battle royal or whatever. So we'll see. I mean, there's a famous commercial. I don't even know if it's even on YouTube anymore where there's a Chinese instructor in a 
grade school or middle school or something teaching Chinese and teaching Chinese history about how China took over the U.S. Do you remember seeing it? It's like a 1984-ish type, mm -hmm. real dark with the projector behind him. Yeah. And he's laughing and they're all speaking Chinese. It's here. Uh, I don't know. They're, what are they doing right now? Training in New York City for worst case of America, worst day in America's history ever. Uh, when we'd be bombed, nuclear attacked, like that, that's what they're training for in New York City. Plus, they're about to send out a FEMA uh, across every alert system so they can check and see where everybody is. So it pings everything and they get all that data feedback to see who's on and who's not and what they can pull and deploy. And uh, I saw National Guard training uh, this weekend in New York upstate as well. So uh, you were talking about um, <laughs> all that's way more important. But you were talking about uh, being a uh, producer and an agent down at uh, NXT. But this week, former WWE tag team champion Rob Conway, the con man, is back at the Performance Center this week, according to PW Insider. Conway's working as guest coach. The WWE facility, Con Man, previously worked as a guest trainer at the PC September 2018. That stint was arranged by Conway's good friend, Randy Orton, OVW Brothers. Conway was last signed to the contract in May 2007. Uh, WWE Molly Holly, former um, Hall of Famer Molly Holly, get it out, has been working as a Raw producer at the recent TV tapings, according to PW Insider. WWE had Molly uh, mostly working SmackDown tapings during this tryout period with the company. Why? And she's been working Raw as of late. Why would you put her with SmackDown when you have Nikki Cross over there who can benefit directly from her in every single way? You, you just said why. Okay. All right. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I tripped myself up there. Uh, and on a related note, Pat Buck, Rob Conway's former partner, uh, has taken on additional duties in the talent relations department. As of late, Buck, who's also been producing Raw and SmackDown shows, is now working in booking of extras and indie talents who are brought in for taping. Hmm. This is noticeably, uh, this previous position was held by Drake Wirtz, who is just launching his uh, new Patreon with Rad Rob, and they're going to get things going that way. Drake also on the campaign trail, and uh, hopefully maybe down the road uh, doing something with Realm as we get things built out there. But, uh, yeah, the, definitely uh, check out what him and Rad Rob are doing. Uh, who will be released? Uh, he was released in mid-May, but he's he's a guy who's hit the ground running, you know what I mean, and, and really been motivated to do a bunch of stuff. Um, Buck uh, made his debut back in the Indies in 2003. He was co-owner of Pro Wrestling Syndicate and also a founder of WrestlePro and the, opened, uh, the Creative Pro Academy with Brian Myers and has been a producer of WWE since 2019. Um, but he's been on and off camera. You've seen him break up plenty of girl fights. Uh, Rob Conway, Pat Buck, the Iron Men, my arch nemesis from OVW, uh, both uh, shining. I'm glad to see Conway have a spot. How about when Conway shows up to be a coach of the Performance Center and looks better than everybody on the roster, main roster, and <laughs> and fucking PC man? Uh, just uh, hey, if you if you're gonna be the Iron Man. You got to live the gimmick. I rib myself, <laughs> quote Rob Conway, who's in insane shape all the time. Man. Well, if that happens, enjoy your week. Make sure the check clears and move on with your life. And don't don't think do, do good, but don't too do too good. Look good, yeah. but don't look too good. This is what I was saying about the the Ken Don and uh, Mondo thing. Right, Conway's another guy. And I, I no slight on any of these guys. These guys are really nice guys. They're great guys. They're hardworking guys. 
but are they are they people that the system wants the the system doesn't want veterans that know what they're doing the system doesn't want veterans that they can't literally tell move for move what to do out there when to emote when not to emote all these different things they essentially want factory wrestlers that they can burn up and get rid of by the time they're 25 is that yeah. the pattern we're seeing well, they don't that, want somebody they don't want somebody that's a worker that's smart to their game either right right no because otherwise they would have conway and dinsmore there full time because those guys are rip everybody who wrestles there everybody who t- coaches would be a lot older than the talent yeah and not an adam pierce or a pat buck and even people in charge you're going from lanza and pat patterson and briscoe who basically in a way they're like okay well they're old men but these guys are still the fucking real deal and they're shooters or they could take care you know what i mean there's still a level of it's like a former football player becoming a coach they you know you got a reputation to precede you in a way in that locker room mm-hmm. and that, that's a that's a side point but with rob I just feel like with people like, and I don't know what Rob's been up to, but obviously still trying to make that legacy within the wrestling business. He was in the NWA for a while. He was in a few places. He's probably still doing indies. I don't know what he's doing outside of wrestling, but I hope that he sees this for what it is. Because who can trust? Who can trust this company to say, hey, we're going to give you a job and uh, we want you to move to Florida and move your family to Florida. And we want to pay you X amount, 45, 50, but you're an independent contractor. You get no benefits. You get this and that. And by the way, six month probation. And if you don't work out, you got to go back home. What do you mean? If you don't, Rob has 20, 25 years in the business. He was already in one farm system in OVW. He knows how developmental works, but you're, you're weaponizing that slight hope that he's going to have the job for life where what we're seeing is even if you do a great job, if Nick Khan or the bean counters say, nah, we only need seven at 50 grand. Unless this guy wants to get cut to 25, uh, we can't use them. Tell him to go home, take right. it or leave it. Right. We're at that point, right? Pretty Nobody much. should ever trust a job offer with WWE. And, and, uh, after that big, well, Vince is going to NXT. He hasn't been there, you know, in years. And then, the attitude of NXT was one of excitement and they were happy that Vince He's was going there. to NXT. Well, he went like a month ago to oh, not on TV. No, no. He, right before he Canyon Seaman, Nick Khan and all them did the, let's see what we got here. And now three weeks after that, where everyone was excited to perform, who's getting called up, who's going up. No, nine of you are cut. <laughs> yeah, so. Dude, that's the difference. These fucking kids don't know. When the boss is showing up, it's never good. Never good, bro. Never good. What did you ever see? If Johnny Ace was showing up, what are you thinking in OVW? Stuff is happening. Guys are getting cut because for for contract guys, he's evaluating their investment. Two guys are going to get called up to the main roster. Usually the most biggest jacked up dudes on steroids. They know steroids, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then then the rest of the people are going to be mid-card let go. You know what I mean? And, but everyone's like, this is my chance to go up. Nah, dude, it's, it's your chance to stay small and, and really fuck. Cause they know who they want to take up already. They see the tape. If it's good news. If you're getting good news, they're calling you. 
yeah. if they're addressing a group and making a trip down to the building, it's never good. It's a talent meeting. Which yeah, yeah. how many good talent meetings have you ever heard about? Not many. Not many. Oh my God. It's just when I think that like we're the ones fucking out of touch. Yeah, dude. Good lord. But uh, going back to I Rob, I just want Rob to get take your money, take their money, and I got fifteen hundred for the week. If you can get more, get more. I told Luke that they hated that. Uh, <laughs> uh, but but I'll tell you, man, Conway in what he helped me is <clears throat> being super green and just a manager of the insurgency, and even you know Ali and and Khalil towing most of the weight in the ring there. Um, I watched Conway build the whole entire OVW tag division in eight shows, man. Like the guy knows tag team wrestling inside and out and not that he doesn't know singles, but, uh, what he could do to shape up, I don't think they're going to give him the book in the week that he's there, but I hope in that week that he's there tag teams really, uh, listen to him and that they use his specialty to, to help guide them there because I learned so much in that year, uh probably 2007 when we actually got to tv to 2008 from rob and pat uh, tagging with them and me eventually managing pat in the spinoff uh but but you know it comes to it conway will let heels even young heels who have never been on tv the arab guys get all the heat because he knows con man's going over in the end and he's going to be the big hero so uh it's not about his ego the ain't i great thing and all that shit out of the gate he's very giving and selfless and has great long-term vision on how to do business in a year storyline and pay it all off and get everybody over man so uh, I'm happy for oh, he has no place in WWE. Yeah, get the hell out of here. <laughs> um, here we go. It's a triple Tony Khan news. Uh, what's like a one? triple latte, triple it espresso, <laughs> triple, <laughs> triple dose. Um, <laughs> what do you want? Door number one, number two, or number three, Stevie? The forbidden, which one's the forbidden one? <laughs> That's a callback, pal. No, that is a callback. Let's go. Let's go. Since we, I feel like we're stuck in the middle of a bunch of bullshit lately. Number two. Number two. All right. Uh, Tony Khan, I think everyone knows what to expect on the second episode of Rampage. Uh, <laughs> President Tony Khan. Do me a favor. Stop. Yeah. Please tell me what shows they have. How many shows are we? I'm even going to, I'm even going to pop even bigger than this. All so right. here we go. I'm just, no, I want to see what no, no, I no. don't. So here's the headline. You ready? You ready? You're not ready for this picture. You ready? Here's the here's the fucking photo. <laughs> Every everything from the private jet to the yep. <laughs> oh, that will be that will be. Okay. You want to you want to talk about squeezing the fucking lemon? That that will be marketed that like. They're going to Photoshop the DD, uh, DDP yoga chair on the jerk just to squeeze a, little, a few <laughs> extra marks out of their money. Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. Uh, AEW President Tony Khan made his weekly appearance on Bust Open Radio where he revealed that as he was moving Dan Lambert's appearance on Dynamite tonight in Pittsburgh to next week's show in Houston. Later on the show, Khan mentioned that the big reason for this was to give more time to build up the AEW Women's World Title match between Red Velvet and Pittsburgh's own Britt Baker. Dude, Britt Baker stole the show last night in Pittsburgh, hometown, and everyone was going crazy with the rally towels. Her gear was um, Steelers colored. She she got over as a mega baby face last night. Um, Is that, she's a heel though. 
Yeah, but it's that. I, I know, I know. It's a hell show thing. I did. She's been, she's just been out shining people. She's, she's baby, even though she might act uh, bitchy. Uh, so I think it's going to be a great match. It's going to be a great environment and rampage Friday to have the biggest match. Yada, yada, yada. He says a bunch of other shit. Khan also mentioned that more details about Friday's debut episode of rampage were revealed on dynamite tonight. He also mentioned next week's episode of rampage, which is expected to feature AEW debut of cm punk dude they're gonna uh furthermore what we hear a little about what's coming on rampage is going to be a huge card and tonight we'll establish more of what's coming on the premiere of rampage of course i think everyone knows what to expect on the second episode of rampage which is titled the first dance and i expect the anticipation will continue to build dude so without saying it's stooging off punk on rampage and you're going to debut rampage on a new show that is looked at as your secondary thunder. dark show. It's like thunder below, isn't it? If we've already got dark and we're adding rampage, but they want rampage to be on TNT and be its own thing. Like, dude, you bring punk out on nitro, right? You don't bring them out on fucking thunder to debut them. Even if you're trying to spike a rating, dude. All right. So tell me how many shows they, they let me film me guess a W dynamite. Yep. Um, I want to try to figure out the TV schedule because is Friday live or is it taped? Friday is going to be, I don't know. I don't know the answer. So you're going to put these kids on the road two days a week and they're going to have to work AW dark with 13 to 19 matches. There's dark elevation. Yes. There's dynamite. So they're doing dark and dark elevation before dynamite before and after. What the fuck? <laughs> and now all right so and then like say they don't well say they do tape rampage what time are you starting and ending this fucking show like if you're fans you're gonna be asleep i mean i, I you can be the biggest aw fan ever if you're making people sit through so what's that dark dark is probably third 13 matches easy every single time i've seen it, it's 13 matches yeah Dark elevation is what another let's call it another four to four to six. So you're like even 20, yeah. 20 matches. But, and then you have dynamite with two hours, which is probably another six to eight matches in two hours. Yeah. So you're up to 28 matches, maybe 30 on, if you really push it, then you got rampage. And if that's on the same night, one or two hours, two, you got 40 matches in one night. <laughs> I, th I think Rampage is going to take separate, but there is the possibility. No, you're putting on the road an extra day then. So Okay, if you're going to do two, I'm just breaking it. Out. This is the boys talking about how Chicago, much am I working for my Chicago, money. Right? It's, huh? from, it's from Chicago, so they got to be on the road. So you, got, so you have another live TV that's coming on at 10 p.m., at, right at, right after SmackDown, but but you're expecting fans to show up in Chicago where they had 47 people shot last weekend. Hey, come out late on a Friday, <laughs> but but 10 p.m. to midnight. Are you taping? Are you going to switch some of the taping? Or is eight to ten going to be dark or dark elevation now? Dude, how's he going to edit all this stuff? He's editing all these shows. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> so, the, the, just like Deuce and Deuce and Benz in the, in the limo back in the. Get that, pal. We're gonna be up all night. Uh, USA up all night. 
So I, 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 I am truly fascinated. I'm not saying in a fucked mm -hmm. up way, like I say about things, I'm fascinated about the logistics of this. And if what worker, and I bet you the workers that are looking at this and saying, okay, well, we're doing all this extra work. I got to get more money. Are the guys already making the most amount of money? Yeah, Jericho, the Bucks, Omega and Cody, do you think they're, you know what Cody retired supposedly, yeah, but do you think they're not sitting there going, this is a whole nother day of travel. This is oh, another day of work. We need more money. Plus they got the new Cody and Brandy show to add it. Is that doing, is that going live at midnight on Friday? <laughs> is that even, that, even that time slot behind SmackDown, even if you're a psycho wrestling, people ask me, hey, how many are you going to watch that after? I'm like, no, bro. Like I got, no, I can only give so much to this. Shit. I'm already watching 11 to 14 hours a week of wrestling sometimes, uh, you know, to add that on there. Just like, ugh. I'm, I'm sure I'll have to review the punk stuff, but uh, you know, that's, that's that, but you know, it's too much. And that's a bad time slot. Who wants to watch four hours of wrestling back to back on, Three hours of Raw is brutal enough. Four hours on a Friday night? Come on, man. Um, now, if I were running, a, now AEW might have had the right strategy to tire the fuck out of everybody Wednesday where they don't want to watch SmackDown on Friday to destroy SmackDown. Why aren't you putting Rampage at least on Monday? Dude, put some show to compete with Raw. You got them right where you want them. My God. A wounded animal. Absolutely. Um, door number one or door number three. There we go. Did you freeze? Oh, sorry. I, I just wasn't three. looking. Three. Uh, door number three. Tony Khan teases two UFC champions on AEW Dynamite next week. Uh, after <laughs> I just laughed because he's referring to Punk as the UFC champion. <laughs> no. Go ahead. Uh, AEW president Tony Khan revealed Dan Lambert of ATT will not be appearing. We just covered that. Uh, as a matter of fact, I was going to address that when asked about Lambert, host of David Greco. Dan and his guys, the more I talk to them and look at this, I'm going to have Dan and his guys come in next week. And really, if they want to tear into us, they can tear into us. I got to address the Rampage premiere. We've got a lot of things to do, and I know Dan wants to antagonize wrestling and talk about how wrestling used to be better in real men, and I'd love to hear that. He's going to bring back uh, back up in the form of not just one UFC champ, but two great champions. I'm very excited for it. If he wants to say all that, I'm totally game for it, but not this week. I have to launch Rampage, and I have a lot to do. I told him, bring your guys to Houston next week, so that's what we're going to do. Dan's coming uh, to Houston. I'll give him the uh, time to say what he wants to say, and by then Rampage will have been established and we'll enter the Rampage era. Okay, get it, bro, from the first dance. Da, da, da. Uh, last time he had um, uh, who was it? Jorge Masvidal and Emmanuel Nunez. But Nunez got COVID, so I don't know. Imagine if it'll be uh, they, her or not. But I had pitched Serena versus her a while ago. Uh, and then some people say Dustin Poirier might be another one. And then, obviously, uh, I think if you want somebody to cut the promo and get the heat, it's got to be uh, our guy Colby Covington, man. So when I hear Rampage, all I think about is punching the side of the building <laughs> as you go down the game. And you want you want an idea that's even better than that? Yeah. Because what Tony Khan just said has no credibility with me and shouldn't have credibility with anybody. You can't tell somebody 
two weeks removed from what I'm about the, the 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 guy that I'm about to pitch for this. You can't say two weeks removed from the kid, the rap kid, Max Caster, that you're going to allow Dan Lambert to drop the pipe bomb and say whatever he wants. It's bullshit. That's duplicitous and that's phony fucking wrestling. You know what I would do? Put Max Caster with Dan Lambert as them fucking rap because Dan Lambert's pretty much saying all the shit that Max Caster's act is and against dynamite put that fucking kid with them but no you got to toe the line and now dude nobody gets over because you're trying to say i'm gonna that was horrible and that was too edgy but guess what we're gonna deliver our contained edgy promo to you right it's gonna be edgy but not not that not that it so you're editing and controlling it and i'm sure you're gonna do an interview afterwards that you wrote the promo for dan lambert yeah, right. That you put it all over, and it was all your brilliance the so whole time. So you see, you can't no because you don't think the if you're saying that, and I'm sure fans will put their personal feelings into it. I'm strictly speaking from talking buzz storyline and getting paid. There more people were talking about AEW after that kid's rap than anything in the past year. Right. Instead, they want to pop MMA Twitter. And also because, oh, well, that's Dan Lambert. He's not part of our crew, but you put him on your TV show. For what purpose? What payoff is Dan Lambert got power bombed by fucking hmm, uh, plans? Yeah. Like, you know, what, what payoff do you plan? Is somebody going to come choke out Lance Archer? And you're going to bury him? I don't know. Maybe, but like, hmm. you know, exactly. You're spot on. And with that Max Caster thing, we've heard conflicting reports. He's suspended for two months with no pay. And her not, but I haven't read anything that goes against the suspension for two months without pay to be like, no, that's a false rumor. So this kid's getting starved out for doing a great job. And then now you're going to bring in Dan Lambert in a way that you can pay off zero Dan Lambert heat, unless John Hartnett takes the bumps. Hmm. Like, you know, they and just, what's that mean? Ugh. Cause yeah. Dan is, Dan's already got touched anyway. So what do yeah. you, what do you, what are you paying for? Right. If I were Dan, you know what? I have Dan's number. I'm going to text him and say, you need to make a Max Caster reference in your fucking promo. How's that? Do it. What's Dan got that? What's Tony going to say to Dan Lambert? What does Dan Lambert care? Yeah, he's going to, Dan Lambert's going to say, Colby Covington kill. Um, And the door you did not choose, Stevie. What was behind door number one? Let's tell him, Tom. Uh, Tony Khan, TNT, is so happy with how Rampage is tracking already. (laughs) <laughs> is he co-viewing with two charts the, the fucking show hasn't even happened yet uh, in his weekly appearance on bust over radio Khan talked about the launch of rampage this friday in pittsburgh pittsburgh and the Pittsburghs, pittsburgh and the Pittsburghs. uh Khan couldn't be more happy to be launching the show as well as warner media's strong promotion of the show going in he believes in the long run the show will be a big success and a great for AEW and its talent this quote is wrestling fans and a wrestling promoter. This is the best news we can get. TNT is so happy with how Rampage is tracking already. I think it's going to be a huge hit. There's definitely a lot of interest, and we owe the people at TNT. They could not have rolled out the red carpet anymore for us. They have so much in terms of promoting the show. There have been ads all over the place. I watched Seinfeld on TBS last night when I checked in the hotel in Pittsburgh. Every time it went to break, there were Rampage commercials, which is great. Bro, this guy's got time to sit and watch Seinfeld on TBS. Okay. 
So it's on all kinds of shows, including other wrestling shows. And I'm really, really happy that they're promoting it. Really, I think with two shows, it's going to provide more opportunities, more upward mobility, but it's still going to be a star-driven show. Rampage, like Dynamite, is a star-driven show. And I think when Elevation and Dark have given us is the ability to develop stars and get them TV. That's, that's where he put our jobbers. That's what he just said, right? Now there's more TV. That's not the overshow, Shug. Oh, dude, last week, Red Velvet in her promo, this is how amateur she was when she was challenging Britt Baker, goes, uh, she goes, I'm here to, to fight for that now that I'm uh, signed AEW talent. When you face me, because Britt's like, I beat you in three minutes two months ago. She goes, that's when I was enhancement talent. <laughs> On fucking camera, calling herself enhancement talent. But now that the contract's there, now she can start winning. That everything's, uh, we're not going to scorpion ourselves on dives and anything. Uh, now there's more TV real estate for everyone to work towards getting in there and fighting for. Oh, that's when I was enhancement talent, Stevie. Mm. Which casual fans, all the casual fans know what enhancement talent is. Mm-hmm. I did the job for you now. I don't even understand what that means. Also, people are watching Seinfeld at night after Dynamite on TBS, which isn't even the station that's on. I know they own both of them. But when you put that on who's watching TNT, not the secondary channel, I, I think people to watch Seinfeld reruns are the same as us who watch reruns of old shows because everything on TV today sucks. Yeah. So you're not going to be like, Oh, a current show. I should definitely check that out. And what wrestling fans are watching Seinfeld? Uh, I'm sure what, it's Americana, not this one. What's the, what's the tracking? What, what is the, what explain what tracking is? That's like saying, Hey man, my, my YouTube channel on camping and outdoor stuff that hasn't even launched. It's fucking tracking tremendously. Really awesome, bro. Like, uh, just the, I guess whatever little focus group that, TNT might have of do you like this commercial? Yeah, that was a cool commercial. This is tracking incredibly, you guys. Incredible tracking. So, so here, if I'm to believe what you just said, Seinfeld, one of the most popular comedies, by the way, about nothing, I did, which was amazing, an amazing like uh, theme to the show. Sure. One of the so they're watching Seinfeld, enjoying the thing about nothing the show about nothing that's over and they're gonna go away from the seinfeld show and say that fucking commercial though that was like the commercial's more over than seinfeld it's tracking it's tracking isn't dude you were marketing much more than me that were did they just invent these bullshit terms every month or year or he's something gotta, like he's got to have his meetings with them and these are yeah and absolutely they invent these bullshit terms you can go to ad age magazine all the shit that stephanie is getting these paid awards for and bullshit it, it, there's a new bud words like buzzwords like this so co-viewing tracking before it was synergy uh you know uh even brand building like that wasn't a thing until like six seven years ago it was just because i'm building my brand and da, 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 da. you know what you want term i'm not hearing in the past few years since we started doing this together making money yeah <laughs> <laughs> making money conversions is what that would be labeled as oh well 
please convert. Go to you know, go check out my affiliate models and, and convert. <laughs> That's how you build my brand. Yeah. If you can, hey, hey, if you can co-view with someone else and you can co-click on the link and co-buy Force USA or Diamondback Fitness, then I can have uh, two of everything too. I can <laughs> I can co-do everything. Oh shit! Um, da, 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 da. we'll stick with uh, AEW here, I guess, for a minute. Uh, what the Gary? Oh God. Gary Wolf floats a wild theory, wild, that Vince McMahon may own AEW. Uh, mm -hmm. Former uh, ECW tag champ, you might know him, Pitbull number one, Gary Wolf, was on an episode of WrestleStink. He said, uh, I watch it here and there. I'm very confused about how they release so many people. I don't understand that. I'll give you an example. I think Vince McMahon may own AEW. That's just my opinion. Why? Why is his guys rolling and why are they right there? I mean, AEW, I mean, I know Paul White. I knew Paul before he was a wrestler. I know Vince loves him and Mark Henry's another guy. What's going on? He's getting rid of all of his big guys. Doesn't make any sense. I'm starting to think that there's a relationship between Vince McMahon and Tony Khan and AEW. Hausman uh, noted that Vince McMahon's relationship with ECW in the 90s, Wolf recalled how he and other talents saw that relationship play out back then. We knew we were rocking and rolling and we were giving Vince a run for his money, but then things just started looking different. Stuff wasn't right. And that's when we would actually start to think what's going on. Me and my partner, we were leaving. Paul had already given our two week notice. We were going to WCW over the pit bulls did not make the jump to WCW. Wolf explained why that was the case and why their WCW plans had changed. So you can, Check out the end of that. But he said, Vince, not only did he buy ECW, he bought WCW, so I couldn't sign my contract before they froze everything. Bischoff told me if I signed you last week, he'd have to pay you, but I can't sign any new, new talent, no new talent, so I'll squeezed out. Um, but, you know, this is uh, <laughs> very interesting in what we were thinking about and kind of sparked interest in Russo. And I've had Tommy Dreamer, which I'll explain on another show. Tell me to my face of the conspiracy of it being completely true of Vince McMahon and ECW. So people scoff and laugh at this or, Oh, get out of here. These guys don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They're lying. We know history. And, and <laughs> my, my co-host right here probably knows it better from the inside than anybody else after working for all three of those companies and nothing is beyond uh, the realm of uh, belief, right? No, I think the conspiracy is to think that they have no communication. Yeah. And we, we have actually talked about um, a category of that where we can take a deeper dive with yeah. actual experience, not just get it. Just get it. <laughs> yeah, there'll be more to be stooged off through uh, HMG and uh, Russo's brand via the realmnetwork.com uh, as we're developing something specifically around this story. Um, at that, that's just a shitty thing for the pit bulls to get squoze out by <laughs> contracts and then Bischoff working. I'm saying if only it was a week ago, you guys, Man, there was some kind of, it was all bad timing. There was also some kind of heat with Paul and Paul had, to, he used to get certain hard ons for people. Like he had always had one for Axel and Ian, but especially Axel, who is a you know, phenomenal worker that I talked about and Gary and Anthony, for some reason, always, because we worked directly with those guys, Raven and myself. We had a run with them that probably was one of the best storylines in ECW with them winning the tag belts on see, September 16th, 1995, I think it was. September 10th or 16th, I think it was. 
if I'm off by six days, I'll go, yeah, Clinton's only killed 46 people. <laughs> you know, there you go. Fucking Ooh. numbers and tat, stats. Yeah. But he always, I, I could tell there was always something, but maybe because they were stereotypical, what you would think would be Vince guys or WCW in the 90s type look wrestlers. Yeah. So it was really weird. I mean, it benefited us because we would, you know, obviously be able to string out and be heels and go over on them. And there was a whole bunch of stuff. But I think the fact that Raven and I were doing, they probably wouldn't have had that run, just my opinion leading to the tag titles if it weren't for especially raven who had paulie's ear with right. the storyline paul would have just left those guys kind of hanging hanging out to dry he wouldn't have took care of or protected their characters so you got to give that to raven if you liked what you've seen the pitbulls do with with especially raven and myself it was probably because of raven awesome great insight on that man and interesting oh, i know though for it's only fucking 46 people 20, 26 years ago you gotta recall the date and if you don't then fuck you you never won a title anyway um <clears throat> you know the, the, there'll be a lot more interesting uh that was a weak link in a team <laughs> there'll be a lot more conspiracy uh coming soon on this type of stuff i'm i was very interested to see that story and maybe we'll bring uh pitbull gary wolf into uh the doghouse here and uh have hear more about his opinion down the road um let's see uh unfortunate news here uh former wwe superstar brian Hobbs, not hobbs brian knobs is uh hospitalized right now uh nasty boys uh one half of the nasty boys rushed to the hospital earlier this week due to multiple medical issues on wednesday uh knobs's friend uh fred jung uh set up a gofundme for him said according to uh Jung Nobbs is dealing with major stomach issues and is presently undergoing tests to determine the severity of his illness. Jung also informed that Nobbs' good knee has finally given out and requires surgery. Uh, in 2019, Nobbs underwent total knee replacement in his other knee. Uh, yesterday, Brian was rushed by ambulance to the emergency ward where he's going through a battery of tests to determine the severity of his stomach issues. His doctors have expressed extreme concern and told Brian that he'll probably remain in the hospital for at least a couple of months. Coupled with stomach issues, Brian's good knee is finally given out and requires surgery if he hopes to walk again. Brian is a proud man who worked tirelessly uh, his entire life to be self-sufficient. As of this writing, the GoFundMe has raised more than 7500 out of its $20,000 goal. So uh, as nasty as you want to be, I mean, just seeing him back when Hogan knows best walking around with the crutch and knowing how effed up he was then 10 years ago, you know what I mean? And also watching uh, two CW uh, promoter go through a lot of health issues where he was, you know, having uh, a lot of liver issues in his stomach uh, and weight were just so high and big that once it went, it was like, I think they said 80 pounds of fluid just came out of his stomach, dude. When one of the, yeah, dude, like that, he went from like 460 down to 380 just from the, that release. And I wonder if, knobs with years of drinking and liver damage and whatnot has got that same kind of issue and if your knees fucked up and you can't move that means you can't work out or, or you're just gonna pack on pounds you know what i mean so uh fortunately josh kicked out and but it, he was in and out of the hospital for a year straight uh you know and he's in a way better place now and hopefully we can get these two cw shows off and he can enjoy it how he should but you know, you, you abuse your body in whatever way for enlightenment and you're going to pay the price on that on the back end. Uh, and now another knee replacement too, man. So 
I've never worked a show with the Nasty Boys. Do you ever work a match or anything with them? No, I, I actually was over in Germany with uh, Jerry Sags, and uh, that, that was the story I told you about being over there with Ron Bass, who's no longer with us. And uh, yeah, I, I'm there, I was around Brian maybe once in an indie show, but I'm not quite sure exactly when. I think it was a Florida indie show. I will say this on a side note, and uh, he hasn't done it for this one yet, but if history proves correct jericho is the man when it comes to donating uh to these gofundmes and you know just i mean for everything that that we say about the, the you know the spot he's in or the shape or whatever that, that, that's moot i mean the fact that jericho gives back and there's more than i can even say in this show that probably we don't even know about as far that as giving money that doesn't matter he donated to trump causes so all that charity to, he's a jerk I, I stand corrected. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like this guy is taking care of dude. He's the philanthropist. I can't say the name. You can yeah, say the word. He's the philanthropist who takes care of, of wrestling. Yeah. Who, who, if, if someone, even indie workers who pass away and need funeral expenses paid for a good brother who's taking bumps and needs a knee replacement or some dude, countless times you can go through and it's not to be like look what chris jericho's doing and it's not promoted that way it's always stooged off that jericho did this and, and when but he's people, not tweeting it out or doing anything no, he just makes the donation and he's on it he he moves on and usually the highest donation and it's not a rich guy thing of like look how much money i got it's like you you feel it of like this guy understands what the mafia the brotherhood is and when it's just like in the mob you got taken out we're going to take care of your family bro and like it, he's got all the respect of the boys because of that i don't think anyone could ever like what john cena might be to make a wish kids and doing that stuff chris jericho is kind of to the boys of like hey man you took bumps for me or we were in the same locker room and whatnot and i get it and you need help right now i might have made it to a spot i'm going to take x amount of what i've made and make sure that it goes back into the he's like if you wanted a union leader that's the fucking guy bro you know yeah. what i mean mm -hmm. that guy well i'll say this for everybody that thinks chris is over for whatever he's done in wrestling or whatever he's done with music or acting or whatever he's done this thing is the most over in my opinion this this act of kindness this act of generosity, no matter even if it's just one dollar, the fact that he took the time and he had the thought to give to somebody else. Because because the normal trend is the more money you make, usually the greater you greedier you get. And and Chris breaks that mold, and he's an example. That that's what I would say a locker room leader in the business, and like you said, a, a union leader. That's what it is. He's leading by example, and every time I see that, it's just like. I'd love to text or call the guy, even though he doesn't need any kind of pat on the back or out of the out of boy from me is just like, dude, what you did and what I've seen you do is inspirational. The wrestling and all that stuff to decide right. what you're doing as a man and making me or anybody else want to do more to pay it forward as well is, is a legacy. That's the legacy it leaves with me at least. hundred percent. It's, it's total lead by example, you know, a uh, hundred and, and and even to the point of like, I know that I'm fortunate to have this spot. I worked hard for it, but to be at the top of the, at the mountain so many times that were, and you know, I'm not, I don't know if he's donated to the knobs or anybody, you know, what else, but 
usually a guy like Jericho when he was coming up might have got shit on by some upper level guys. Mm-hmm. He's too small. He's this, that, or the other. And does that does that stop him? No, he he is the man that he he's going to be big respect on that stuff. And but at the end of the day, you know, uh, hopefully Nobbs, uh, if he's going to be in the hospital for a couple months, bro, twenty grand. <laughs> ain't going to touch a couple months, dude. And I'm not, you know, like, Oh, the money wise, but I just want, I hope this guy can make it through some tough times because when I'm talking about Josh, he is a younger man and knobs is getting older. And these are big issues, man. If you're dealing with a lot of fluid in your stomach, probably liver issues that have gone unattended, you know what I mean? It could be a variety of things. It's just another tale of taking care of yourself, trying to keep the weight off, trying to do everything you can to have longevity. It's kind of like paired up with what I said even about Rob Conway, Ken Doan, and Mondo. You just need to have something else outside the business to grow in all sorts of different ways and keep yourself healthy. And, and you know, it might not line up what we're talking about with, with knobs, but it kind of does because you just need to take your health seriously. And as you get older, that becomes not a – not a choice anymore. The only choice is live or die in a way. Cause if you don't keep yourself as healthy as possible to try to at least fight off the damage you did throughout your 30 years in wrestling, then you're, you're definitely going to end up breaking down. Sure. Sure. Um, three stories left. Uh, Matt Hardy and Rebby Hardy already expecting a new baby. It looks like AEW star Matt Hardy and wife Rebby may be expecting their fifth child together. Uh, Rebby fueled the rumor mill last night when she tweeted number five flushed face emoji, upside down face emoji, grimacing face emoji, smiling face, open mouth emoji. Uh, this led to numerous congratulatory messages from Twitter. Rebby just gave birth to their fourth child exactly one month ago today. Wow, man. Let her rest, buddy. Uh, son Maxwell was born on June 23rd, 2015. Wolfgang, June 8th, 2017. Bartholomew, born December 4th, 2019 and daughter ever, uh, was born on July 11th of this year. Uh, Matt took to IG last week and posted new photos from a family shoot, which was done. Uh, he captioned, I'm so proud of our family, Rebecca Hardy party of six. Um, yeah, man, like this guy, <laughs> this guy's never going to be able to stop bumping, bro. <laughs> like you got, he's got, now he's got all kinds of wrestling school tuitions to pay for. I thought he was going to be good at three. And now he's moving on to to another one here. Obviously, uh, his wife is a smoke show even after having uh, kids. But after all those years on the road, man, uh, and and kind of sacrificing family and whatnot, you know, now's his time to do it. Uh, he did a good job last night in the six man uh, that he was in. Um, I hope that his hips and everything hold out. But uh, you know, big happy family. But man, that's gonna be quite a circus over there for the next 10 years <laughs> as you go from, you know, what do they, what do they say? When was Maxwell born? He's six. They're going to have six kids, uh, all under, uh, or excuse me, five kids all under the age of seven, bro. Well, they got a lot of land so they can just let them run. Yeah, just like the, the Jeff and Matt's dad, but country boys just going out there get scraping her knees up i'm I'm sure they're gonna have a lot more fulfilling life than they would if they um uh lived in the city and they were like going you know they're gonna have a lot 
yeah, they're, I mean, and also, I mean, Matt has video games and a gym. Then base. I mean, these kids have a virtual like world playground that they're going to oh, be able. A, it's a compound for fun. You know, that's what they live on. And uh, what if Jeff Hardy gets released? I think it'd be good AEW vignettes if Jeff Hardy just took the job babysitting and, and we got to see Jeff Hardy trying to wrangle uh, five, six euros, five uh, in, from infant all the way up and uh, like a Mr. Mom type thing. I think that would be fucking hilarious. Well, I'm just the most shocking thing is that Tony Condon comment with an I mean, my quote. <laughs> He's he got everything to do with this. Yeah, yeah, I put my foot on Matt's ass and helped him pump while he was going. <laughs> like, uh, but but shout out to Rebby, man. Uh, you want to talk about strong as hell? Uh, it doesn't seem like it's fun cranking out kids unless she's got the zipper in front and they just uh, reopen it and do a C-section that way instead of uh, really trying to push them out. But mm. that's a strong woman right there, dude. Five kids in six years. Woof. That's a lot of time just being uncomfortable having to piss your boobs hurt you're sweating you're hungry or the mood swings six pretty much she's only had four breaks of one month to four months within those within that time period to to, to just have normal body and, and whatnot i'm sure after having a kid it takes time for hormones and all that to get re-regulated and kick out again so uh she's been probably on the biggest ride of them all, man. Uh, and having to get these kids, uh, you know, born and then, uh, raise them one after the other, man. But at least they'll have plenty of toys from the ones before and you don't got to go buy new shit. They got all the stuff already. They can just keep reusing it. Well, don't vote for Trump or else about 10 years from now, your kids will all come home from school and tell you you're a racist. Yeah, you're a racist. Hey, as a next story about Gargano and his girl. Oh, uh, no, I didn't see They're that. having a kid, too. Are they? Well, congratulations to Johnny. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, I think that's down there with when you got all your friends and, you know, Ciampa's doing the dad thing. They're just transitioning to the next phase of life uh, as dude, well. I'm just so, like, I, I don't, I, like, dude, we I wouldn't can't. even, like, we wouldn't even let the office know if we bought, you know, if we bought, if I bought an Xbox. Cause they right. feel like that I'm, I'm in debt or I, I didn't tell them when I bought a house or a car because we got them. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just like any other company right now. If you're in debt, you're, you're measuring whether you're going to take that vaccine or not. But they're also playing the game of, I know now daycares and all that bullshit. Yeah. yeah. And, they're, and they're playing like, Oh, Steph. Well, see the, the, the windows kind of closed to some degree when Steph and Triple H and Shane and all them had their kids because then it was like popular to be, I'm a mommy too, and we can all have this little click. Mm -hmm. Now the kids are teenagers and the McMahons are over it, but people still want to do the whatever, Beth and, uh, you know, or excuse me, uh, Seth and Becky and the People magazine things and status-wise where it becomes the marketing of that more than anything, you know, to, just a knockoff of Kardashian uh, bullshit to make some money. Jay-Z, Blue Ivy, all that. Uh, left Twix or right Twix, Stevie? Well, I already did, did. Well, I'll probably be called a racist, but right, right, right. Twix. <laughs> Baron Corbin uh, issues a, is issued a storyline fine. Baron Corbin continues to be down on his luck and has been fined $500 for failing to meet the company's dress code. 
Welcome to another day in my life. After hitchhiking to work, I simply tried to go in and be on time and was sent away by a security guard. Uh, I finally got in the building. You know, look, I'm fined $500 that I don't have for failing a dress code. Uh, this is a, there's a good little video of this with an inner monologue. Uh, you can check it out on, I'm sure his Instagram or WWE.com might have it up on Twitter. Uh, but then yesterday, in addition to this, um, I think it was Lindsay Dorado. He goes, just caught Adam Pierce, or excuse me, just caught uh, Baron Corbin uh, trying to steal my wallet out of my bag. <laughs> and then they, and then uh, he tried to get food from catering to take back with him and they stopped him and wouldn't let him take food out of the arena from catering. <laughs> so like, all of, that's well, a real role now. Yeah. I wonder if it is. I wonder if it is. Um, but dude, the guy is just nailing it. You know, we've put him over week after week and it's the only thing I really care about on all of WWE TV. Everything else is just shit. This is a quality character headed past rock bottom, uh, a, a way to show how to commit to a bit and that wrestling doesn't matter. Wins and losses matter, but they matter in the way of how they're going to drive the id of the character. So a loss for this guy or a win for this guy can mean everything uh, in which way the wind blows him uh, down down the mountain or back up to trying to be a success. The crowd trying to get heat on him, and and meanwhile his performance is outshining and making John Cena look like a bully, making Drew McIntyre kind of look like a bully. They're still popping for the finish from the babyface when they hit him with something, but the empathy tide is starting to turn because of how great he's done with this character. Uh, he's going to have them all eaten out of the palm of his hands. He's taking them on the ride, even though it seems like he's, uh, you know, washed up or what have you. They love this commitment to the bit and he's doing a phenomenal job with it. Let's just hope they still run with it. Yeah. And they, they, they don't, because they see him at TV every week or they see him more than we do. They think it's already getting stale, which it's not. It's just getting started. Right. I'm always very interested in how they can't um, they can't see it from a different lens rather than their own experiences. Like, uh, you know, you're basically, you're entertaining a party of one right. instead of the party of one looking and saying, okay, people are getting this. Let me take my own little personal uh, perspective out of it and, and let it go. Uh, you know, uh, I'm sure he'll get tagged and he'll like this as well. It's not why we're doing the put overs. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that too many times. Yeah, don't do that. You'll get caught and you'll definitely be after over. It didn't work out too well for Sasha. Um, our final story of the day, Stevie CM Punk, you might've heard of him praised for his recent in ring work for the show heels. It sounds like the ring rust won't be a problem when, uh, Former WWE champ CM Punk makes his long-awaited return to the squared circles. We've noted Punk's expected to make his debut for AEW this summer, possibly August 20th at the AEW Rampage in the United Center or during all-out weekend around early September. Uh, Punk plays a wrestler called Ricky Rabies on the show, uh, a heel character. In an update, Punk has been training on, own, on his own as of late, according to Fightful Select, and he's also received praise for the in-ring he did on the heel show. As was noted, the wrestlers and cast members who worked with Punk over the last six months on the Stars show had promising things to say about his in-ring abilities. One source noted that Punk looked completely healthy, especially compared to the end of his WWE run in 2013-2014. Another source indicated that Punk was 
very good in the ring to the point where they wondered if he'd been training in private leading up to being in the ring with other workers on the show. A third source indicated that Punk was working so well in the ring it was as if he'd never left the business. Stay tuned for more on Punk. You can click here for photos, clips, and more details on the show. Heels below. Um, Stevie, are you sure they weren't confusing that with stunt wrestler number six? No, oh. stunt wrestler number six was was quarantined to the stunt wrestler room and wasn't allowed to walk over to Punk, who was in the actor's uh, locker room. And <sighs> <laughs> You said you said you guys were hanging and had a good time. No, me and him are perfectly. I'm just brings back memories of all the other fucking bullshit. <laughs> Sorry, I just dude, it's I. I mean, I did it strictly for money, and I well, I didn't make any secret about it. But it's just such a this this punk. They're right. Punk looked great. Punk obviously can work, but they're so fucking short sighted to think it's like he never left the ring. Well, guess what? Wrestlers know how to work. Yeah, you of don't. course he's going to be able to know what he can do, and he knows he's not going to be on the road for however many days, and he can go back and he had a hotel room or or a rental or something while he was there. He knows he's going back to the same exact place, and he's somewhat in his routine. Mm-hmm. I'm not speaking for him, but I mean, he was happy to see me. <laughs> <laughs> I was happy to see him. Yeah, yeah, it, it was. Uh, he deserved it. I mean, if there was a show that was tailor-made for Punk to make some money while still living off of the CM Punk name, but getting into acting, getting a SAG card, getting paid as a full-time actor, the guy deserved it. He has Now he has benefits. Yeah. After all these years, he works that TV show. He has benefits. I keep, so getting, the question. I keep getting the question from people, and, I, and this is where I want them to do something real. And there's an opportunity to do something real here, even though you could work the fans and they may still be best friends and nobody knows. But everyone's like, what happens with Colt Cabana when Punk shows up in AEW? I go, I hope they fucking play it out to the end. That would be a phenomenal feud. Former best friends torn apart by a podcast who end up getting sued and then one promises to pay all the bills, but the other guy's an indie worker who doesn't have a quarter million dollars to fucking pay lawyers and the sharks that you guys thought you were going to step up against. Money fucks up friendships and then they fall apart. Dude, those are all real stakes. Now start the wrestling from there and start the promos back and forth and just some awkward shit. Maybe they're best buds again and they talk, but you don't got to let the crowd know that that's real heat there that could play out in an awesome blur the lines of reality and fiction, man. I, I people are like, well, Cabana's gone. I go, Cabana's gone. That's the fucking money feud, bro. That's the money feud. And Cabana's never been over to the point that of a, a big, huge name. Uh, not that he hasn't blazed the way for all of us to make money in pro wrestling. I'll put that over the day I die. We all make money from pro wrestling tees because of Colt Cabana. Make no mistake about that. Fucking pod wrestling podcast. Colt Cabana started that fucking trend and got it, got it going for everybody else to, to glom onto that. Those are two true things he could say to everybody where every indie worker flapping their lips be like, Oh fuck. He's absolutely right. <laughs> you know, and, and, and made money for all of us. And I've told Colt that to his face, man, he and I have had some strange moments and good mo- moments and he's taken improv and done a lot with it. And, you know, but there's other things where I'm like, eh. uh, but I tell him, bro, without that, this shit, without you, this shit probably wouldn't be going down right now. Mm. All that reality should be in there, man. And instead of, 
well, I guess uh, Cabana's got to go because Punk's here. Nope. <laughs> if you did that, you're leaving two million, three million, four million dollars on the table. You know. Well, here's my question with that in the wrestling bubble, and I make no mistake about it, AEW isn't a wrestling bubble. They're not the sports league or the master stuff. Absolutely, they are. What do you do? like in the wrestling bubble when they're having the meeting and they're looking and someone like you pitches, Hey, this is going to be great because it's based on real life and all this stuff. And we can play this out, but in wrestling hierarchy and pecking order, it would elevate Cabana way too quickly and way too high. They're thinking CM Punk versus MJF CM Punk versus Alistair black. They're thinking of the mark out dream matches and not the storyline that you're going to get. Do you see what I mean? Like it's a real, it's a real creative question. When you say we got a guy that since he's been here is on nothing but dark and a guy that we may be paying 50 or a hundred grand at the most. And then we're bringing this guy in for two to 3 million a year. Maybe I'm just saying the numbers are whatever. Oh, I I got you. But I think that's uh, what all No, no, you elevate it via the storyline. It's interesting. Right. that's real world stuff, but, but we're not, we would get three or four angles that are probably really great real world, real world stuff with Cody and other people. You can have somebody coming out and saying, dude, him and QT, when they were together, say you fucking guys are grifting these kids. They're paying 45 to 500 bucks and they come up and they mess with the show that I'm a star on. That's real reality too. That's great stuff too, bro. And but they the won't. Up. But you have three or four other examples that they're because that'll doing. Fuck, that'll fucked up the grift. <laughs> you got to wait till they make a quarter million dollars, and they, they don't have. Dude, they're up to. They've got to be over a hundred by now. Right? Oh yeah, absolutely over hundred k. They probably split one hundred twenty thousand down the middle. I figure twenty grand off the top for expenses, and then split the rest of it. Yeah, um, probably. Why, why is nobody on Impact telling Tony Khan what a fucking mark he is? Why is nobody doing that? Like shut your mouth, dude. You 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 only do this because your daddy gives you the money. Yeah, you're not a real wrestling promoter. The more yeah. cows have been in this business and scraping, and this is their fifth run. Yep. It, why are we not getting that? And even with what you laid out, with let them have their mark out matches, Punk versus Black versus Cody. All we need is one little thing where, and you could even do this on Elite or Rampage, wherever the fuck you want to do it, where it's Cabana. They have another who, show called Elite. Uh, yeah, the the being the elite, the the. Oh. <laughs> but you have little things where it's like a big moment for Punk, or whatever, and Cabana's just in the background, shakes his head and walks out of the scene. You know what I mean? Very small things, and then Cabana's matches or Dark Order gets bumped from a show. And you just see that. And then Cabana cuts the promo of the pipe bomb on punk and all that kind of stuff. But because of the markout stuff, instead of going with what's strongest, fine, let them have that. We can build the disdain in the wrestling based on all that with small breadcrumb trail Mm -hmm. until it finally goes full bore. I got to, I got to put Cole Cabana on commentary, which he's done in ring of honor. Cole Cabana on commentary today. So when punk does debut, and they're all excited and everything. And you got t- Tony Schiavone doing his screaming and this and that and Tim Ross. And then Cole Cabana goes, this guy's a fucking piece of shit and gets off and walks out during the guy's debut. He tries to bury him. 
Do you think that, do you think that's I mean that's a great or, or Andrade comes out when Punk's in the ring like he did with Mark Henry. <laughs> he just leaves. Uh do you think that's a good choice? I mean, I like the he's a fucking asshole choice, but like and leave, or is it better to like have all those guys going great and they kicked a punk and or kicked a cabana? He goes, Yeah, he's awesome, he's really good. <laughs> and like no sell it so you you know that he's fucking the hate is there as opposed oh yeah to- i mean i think yeah i think if the, it's just too it's way too set up if you start asking every wrestler what they think about punk debuting and then you get the combat you know it's coming but yeah. if he's on commentary the punk thing happens we'll be like well what's he gonna say maybe he just lays out and jim ross like hey what do you think call what do you think your your, your buddy from chicago is here now and he just gets up and walks away. But if I think he curses and saying he's a fucking piece of shit, and it's like not or, believed or, or anything, set him up like that. You could set the reality up. Phony wrestling and Cole no selling it or getting up and walking away is like you're not going to trap me, and that makes a weird reality inside the pseudo reality. Like, say they bring him out there to do commentary, and then Punk comes out and and he just looks like. You're not fucking trapped me. He takes off the shit. What? Where Colt? Where are you going? Where are you going? Nah, dude. Fuck that. You're not getting me. And then you know what I mean. Like he he sees the test and calls it out on camera and walks away. And they they. Well, what that does too is said the Colt didn't know Punk was going to debut, and it gives a little bit of right. You see what I mean? It gives a little bit of like, what the fuck is this guy doing here? Or I mean, or or they're doing sit down thirty second spots. Hey, uh, Red Velvet, what do you think of CM Punk? Wow, it's going to be great that he's here. We can't wait. Yeah, now that I'm not an enhancement talent, I can get to enjoy the debut. Yeah, whatever, you know, like a couple of them. And then Colt sits down and they ask him and he just fucking takes the lab mic off and walks out of the fucking shot. Best acting we do is when we say nothing at all, show, don't tell. Like there's a lot of different ways to set it up to, to get that going. But I've been asked that question a lot. And if they marginalize fucking cabana and just keep going wrestling bullshit thinking that dude that's where the money is well here's the here's the here's the other option if they're not if they're not good and i don't know either way what's going on if they're really not good he could very well be gone yeah and that or punk will keep him there to for the uncomfortable misery of it's coming I think say punk plays. I don't know if he even plays those games. Let me take that back. But I know it might be, it might, he might not even have stayed there. Like punk might not even care, but Khan's such a fucking Mark. He may fire Colt just to like, Oh, I, I, I don't want punk to get mad at me. I can see Khan doing that shit. I can hear. We go back to the, yeah, everybody's a big family, huh? But you're willing to, the reality is to me that punk and cabana should mend all fences, be boys again, and let everybody think they hate each other. Work the boys, the, the Kevin make, Sullivan Pillman thing. Yep. Make, make everybody think that fucking like, okay, we're, we're professionals. We'll work together. Meanwhile, they're laughing the whole fucking way to the bank. And I think that could be the greatest CM punk storyline to give, Colt Cabana the shine to the level that he's never gotten and Colt will deliver. There's no doubt about that. And it'll be a such blurred line of reality, but it could go the way of wrestling stupidity and phoniness and none of it ever happens. Or it could be one of the most important stories ever told in wrestling. I got one. I got one. um, 
it just in my mind, you, you like your callbacks and you like this thing kind of all coming around full circle punk, pattern. Punk, Every, everything in life's a pattern. It all comes around. No punk, God, punk coming out, getting on his little, his little, uh, Indian pose on the top of the ramp at AEW, doing his thing, talking, whatever, looking in the same, same camera that he did on the ramp at raw. And he says, bye call cabana. <laughs> Fucking, I can start it right there. Like he's yeah. the one that instigates yeah. it. Like, uh-huh. dude, people would remember that just from the framing, all the stuff. Yeah, yeah. cut to shoot promo, and then just out of nowhere breaks the fourth wall. Instead of saying hi, he says bye, and it's like, what? Then Cole can lose his fucking mind. Right. This guy's gonna try to get me fucking fired. Brilliant. That's brilliant, bro. That that I mean, your improv level is is skyrocketed without. Oh, it hasn't. That's right? okay. That's what well, because everything is patterns. Whether it's in this show, whether it's a two to three year, whether a five a ten year pattern to come around, and the opportunity is right there to do a line like that, bro. That level of psychological closure into a viewer who's invested their life into watching wrestling, those details are so important that when we can pluck those strings in our symphony. It's, it's, you know, godlike, I guess, is what it would come around to be like, oh, that feeling of closure or that feeling of, wow, that's high level that pays off everything we've invested in. And then the viewer feels like their whole life and time of watching wrestling mm. is worth it, bro. Same thing as when you watch a series like Sopranos, that they reference something from season one. It's taken, what, 12 years to get to season, the, the finale? You've invested in these characters. They're part of your family. And one little line that referenced something so long ago plucks that string in a callback. It's a beautiful thing, man. That's a great, great, great. In, in such half short, twice strong by Cole Cabana. No extra words. No, nothing needed. A reference to the original. And fucking also puts just in the buy. The word by all that heat, all that story that we just talked about is in that one word. Wow. Shakespearean level, Shakespearean level shit. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad we can bring that level here to the locker room, but I don't think they're going to do that. I'm not going to dumb down my conversations and my creativity uh, based on what could be. I, I shoot. I applied for the Turner script job. <laughs> you know, happy to happy to craft it, just like I've always mm-hmm. been. And uh, no matter whose attitude stands in the way, uh, but great stuff, Stevie. Thanks for uh, taking a break here in the middle with me while I had to deal with some homeowner issues uh, in the missile silo. I had to replace the countdown timer. It was a son of a bitch. It was kept going off in the middle of the night. Uh, but yeah, man. Now, uh, what do you got going on today, this weekend? Anything? Well, I think we're actually might plan our first camping trip. We're going to try that out. If not, we're going to do some more recon and everything. And uh, we got some products coming in for that. I got to do an update on a couple gym products here. Like I think the Force USA G3 that's due for an update. And I'm going to try to take a ride over to the local Nordstrom's to because I'm getting like a 50-50 type of reaction to my tonal uh video i did about why you shouldn't buy it It, it's all these you've seen those digital weight things you put it on the wall uh so i really want to try it out for myself so i can't wait to go to the mall 
and try it out to where the rep asked me if I'm vaccinated before I touch the tunnel. That, that would be my highlight of my day. And I'm hoping to catch that on film. Wow. Other than that, man, I'm just going to work out. I'm going to work, try to do whatever we can for the realm network. And, uh, uh, I see that Vince is, uh, Vince was streaming at like six 30 this morning, four 30 his time. Just trying to get the word out on the realm network. So everybody, People please go there. He cut a little promo about his nerves and, his blood pressure is up and during the launch and whatnot, but we're launched now and signups are coming in, but you can sign up for free at the realmnetwork.com and get freemium content from HMG Russo brand. Uh, and I'm sure plenty of other shows. Uh, and right now you're a Howard Stern fan, uh, Reverend Bob Levy and Shuli on there. Uh, one person I want to give a shout out that we, we forget to uh, highlight. Somebody asked me her shows are still on there. We put Goldilocks. So we put the beautiful people over, um, uh, but uh, and now I, my name just, but her fucking name just went out of my head. I had to my... Oh, Taylor Hendricks. Taylor Hendricks, my God. <laughs> sorry. Man, sorry, Taylor. Uh, big shout out to Taylor Hendricks. Nah, definitely. Uh, that know. wasn't really a big shout out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that <laughs> wasn't. That was, that was, that was a medium-sized shout out. You got to say the person's name when you give them a shout out. Yeah, I had it right there. And all of a sudden, CTE just went, nope, we're taking that one away from you real quick. Uh, but Taylor Hendricks, man, Taylor Hendricks, give her a shout out and uh, watch her show too on Russo's brand. Beautiful people and, and all the lovely ladies from Goldilocks to uh, the A Show. If you're subscribing over there with Damian Sandow, aka L. Stevens and April Hunter, she's killing them on Twitter. I love watching oh, yeah. her Twitter and Facebook feed. What a and not just beautiful women that we have here, completely intelligent, articulate workers. <laughs> you don't categorize them as women. These women are sharks <laughs> out here, man. They've seen it all. They they know uh, their fan base and they know how the world really works. And it, it's great to listen to them uh, this week on Beautiful People. Uh, incredible shoot promo on the VIP edition on Patreon.com. So that's the Beautiful People from Angelina Love on uh, Deep South, man. One of the best shoots I've heard in wrestling, just the way it should be done. Um, not too salacious, but very truthful. I was sitting there listening, going, wow, wow, one banger after another. She was dropping in that on Beautiful People's Patreon. So uh, we're going to keep at it, whether it's Stevie Ray TV, the A Show, Hameen Media Group, uh, making sure Aubrey Huff has a voice to be heard. Uh, Val Venus uh, also over there now. You guys, you can check out everything we got going on at the Realm Network. Easy to subscribe right now to get the free RSS feed. Uh, pro Wrestling Tees for both of us. Uh, appreciate all the sales uh, we had. Uh, cameo as well. Stevie might reject your cameo. I'll gladly cut a promo on whoever you want me to. Uh, but uh, y'all, uh, you guys are the diehards here. Hameen Media Group listeners, interactors, Facebook putting all our stuff out on Twitter. We appreciated it, but I was hacker on me and big Stevie Cool. Yeah. Hey, this is Stevie Richards. I'm here to tell you, you don't necessarily need all this equipment to get in the best shape of your life. All you need is this, a resistance band. 
I'm so excited to offer the 12-week resistance band training program to you, which features an interactive PDF with full overview videos, modifications, descriptions of all the exercises, scalability, no matter what fitness level or what age you are, the PDF scales the workout to you. Also, after your instant download of the PDF, you get full direct email support right from me, as well as access to a Facebook group with an awesome interactive community. I can't wait to help you take control of your fitness journey. So click on the link below, click on the link in my profile, or just put in stevierichardsfitness.com, go to the store, and download the 12-week resistance band training program.